are Locked On Mariners, your daily Seattle Mariners podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Mariners, your home for daily Seattle Mariners news and analysis. Thank you so much for making us your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today is Friday, December 31st, 2021. Happy New Year's Eve to you if you are uh, planning on celebrating tonight and all that good stuff. I am your host, Titan Gonzalez, joined as always by my co-host, Colby Patnode. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez, that's D-A-N-E, G-N-Z-L-Z, and Colby at C-Pat11, that's C-P-A-T-1-1. Be sure to also check out our Patreon, where we talk about the Mariners even more and also get into some non-baseball talk twice a week. Visit patreon.com forward slash control the zone for more information on that if you are interested. And on today's episode of Locked On Mariners, it is Fan Fiction Friday. We're going to be reading and grading your Mariners mock trade proposals. And if this is your first time joining us, welcome to the show. If you like what you hear, give us a follow or subscribe wherever you're listening to this. We greatly appreciate it. So, Colby, let's get right into these trade proposals. Starting on, uh, let's start actually with Twitter instead of email this time around. Let's uh, let's start with Aiden, who uh, has you know kind of crafted this brand. If if you've been following these Fan Fiction Fridays for the last few weeks, Aiden has kind of crafted this brand where he comes up with these really small minor trades but we kind of appreciate that I, I like it when someone kind of finds their lane and, and and sticks to it so aiden proposes the mariners get right-handed pitching prospect colby white and utility player jim haley for marcus wilson the outfielder along with right-handed pitching prospect josias de los santos colby what do you think about this deal uh well you can take out haley and wilson they're irrelevant um they mean nothing they're both like mm-hmm. Haley had a terrible year this year. He had like a buck 88. Um, and Marcus Wilson is just triple A depth. So he doesn't really mean anything. Yeah. Um, what you're left with then is two pretty interesting pitchers. Um, you know, Colby white, uh, after a quick Google search appears to be on the fast track to the big leagues. Um, he is not on the 40 man roster as of yet, but he pitched at four levels this year. Uh, a all the way up to triple a um, and he you know made at least eight appearances in all of those locations uh, 43 games he did start one game but he's a reliever um, 62 innings pitched 104 strikeouts and only 15 walks uh, so that is like ctz to the to the max there on the pitcher side of things uh, de los santos is a very interesting prospect for the mariners um Years away, he is an international signing guy. Uh, he has a lot of upside, but again, he's years away. Whereas Colby White's probably making his debut this year. So I guess my question would be, why would the Rays make this deal? Um, because they don't have. It's not like they have to put White on the forty man or anything like that. Um, actually, they might have to. Now that I'm. No, he's rule five eligible next year. Um, So like they would like if he's going to make his debut, they will have to put him on the 40 man at some point this year, um, which could be an issue for them. Um, Good. But I mean, even the Rays have guys they could drop off their 40 man pretty easily. Um, But here's what I but here's what I was going to say before you rudely interrupted me. 
I actually kind of like this deal. Like, forget the two bats. They don't matter. Because Colby White is a guy who could help the Mariners this year. De Los Santos will not. The Mariners have the 40-man spot to just add Colby White right now if they want to. Uh-huh. The Rays kind of don't. And De Los Santos is such a big risk. This is It's kind of like last year when they traded for Rafael Montero, and, and we know how badly that didn't work out. But it may not have hurt them at all because we still – do you even remember the pitcher they gave up for him, Ty? Um. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, so yeah. Again, this is a bit of a risky trade because White doesn't have any major league track record, but the strikeout to walk ratio and the fact that he jumped four levels in one year, like this is a dude who was, you know, pitching it for Mississippi State in 2019, mm. and he finished here in AAA. Like, and he was good at every level he was at. It's not like he dominated at two levels and then sucked at his highest ERA. Uh, at any one of his stops, two point three one. So yeah, uh, I'm I'd I'd be interested. I like this deal. Um, I think it makes a little mm. bit of sense for both sides. I'll give it a fifty five. The only yeah. reason it's not a sixty you... is because the bats are so irrelevant. Like, come on, come on, Aiden. <laughs> sure. Um, I I feel like you might need to actually give up something better than De Los Santos for White. Um because of the year that he just had, because of the trajectory that he's on, because of, you know, how much ground he's kind of made up over this last year. Um, because Santos he's knocking on the door. But, um, yeah, no, De Los Santos is, is, is solid. He's a solid prospect. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I feel like my, you might need to, to give up a little something better uh, than him. Uh, but overall, yeah, I'll, I'll go 55 on this as well. I think it's a pretty good deal overall and uh it's pretty creative uh but yeah the uh the bats two cares <laughs> if you just did de los santos for white though like that would have been probably a 60 honestly 60 62 even yeah, yeah so, very creative uh, i like that one mm-hmm. yeah i like By that one way, good job the the pitcher traded for rafael montero jose corneo uh-huh. oh yeah right yeah i remember now yeah that was uh, I. I know some people were upset about that, but ultimately, and he eh. was absolutely terrible in the Arizona Complex League this year mm-hmm. because he's eighteen. Yeah. So yeah. Anyways. Mm. Yep. All right. So uh, thank you, Aiden. Let's move on to D Train at Darren Train, who uh, has a, uh, a really creative deal with the uh, the Mariners and the Mets, in which the uh, the Mariners give up. Um, Starlin Aguilar and Justin Dunn and Diego Castillo to the Mets for third base prospect Mark Vientos, who is actually one of the better third base prospects in all of baseball and a minor league performer. We know that Jerry Depoto loves those kinds of guys. He's knocking on the doorstep of uh, of Major League Baseball right now. What do you, what do you think about this steal, Colby? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I I don't think Justin Dunn means anything to uh to the Mets uh doesn't really help them much um so really what it comes down to it comes down to Castillo who could help them this year and they get an interesting prospect in Aguilar they gave up their top third base prospect uh one of their top prospects um but again you kind of start looking around the infield and and you said well Pete Alonso's at first Jeff McNeil's at second Lindor's at short Escobar's at third 
Um, they still have still JD. got JD Davis. Yeah. So um, there, there's a possibility here that maybe he's available. My guess is is that if they're shopping Vientos, it's going to be they're going to want a starting pitcher back. Um, but uh, again, you know, we, we've talked about this uh, a few times uh, in terms of a Jeff McNeil trade. So it's it's kind of a similar type of idea here. Just McNeil carries more certainty. Um, so yeah, it's, it's definitely interesting. I, I would guess that if they're shopping Vientos, they're going to want like a, a legitimate mid rotation starter, somebody better than Taiwan Walker, basically. Um, the Mariners have that to give up. No, not really. Uh, but I, I think you could look for a, thir- a three team deal here where the Mariners give up Castillo and somebody else gives up the pitcher and Seattle sends, you know, I, I don't know. I, I can't even think of anything off the top of my head, but they give up something that they have sacked a loach, right? And that's appealing to the team that has a starting pitcher that the Mets want. Um, so right. I think they could do something like that. So yeah, it's, it's pretty creative. It's, it's an interesting idea. Um, haven't heard a lot of people trading Diego Castillo. It, it's mostly been a second rider when we get the reliever trades. Uh-huh. Um, so I'm yep. going to give this one a 55. I think it's interesting. Yeah, it's really creative. I'm going to give it a 58. Um, I think it's, uh, it's, it's pretty good. I don't know if it would actually get it done. Yeah. Um, I think it ultimately depends on how much the uh, the Mets really like, you know, getting Castillo, how much that's uh, valuable to them or not, you know, there. Um, but Aguilar is obviously a really interesting prospect. I think Dunn still has something, you know, that that could potentially be tapped into and maybe he needs to change the scenery. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I feel like it probably requires more from the Mariners side uh, on the top end. Um, but it's solid. It's mm-hmm. solid. And, and I like the idea. I, you know, for me personally, I feel like the Mariners should get a bit more certainty at third base. But, you know, if, if they exhaust all options and this is what they ultimately had to land on as their plan G or whatever, then that's, that's a pretty solid idea. And, and it makes sense for Jerry DePoto. It, it's kind of right up his alley. So, um, yeah, I, I, I like this idea. So 58. Um, Thank you, uh, thank you, Darren. Appreciate the uh, the trade proposal, and uh, we're going to be looking at more of your trade proposals in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder: this episode of Lockdown Mariners is brought to you by Built Bar. It's the New Year, so that means New Year's resolutions. And if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better. Than a candy bar you want to eat healthy but it just gets so boring by like week three you might be thinking this is just not worth it where is the chocolate well built bars are covered in 100 real chocolate and most built bars even contain 130 calories four grams of sugar four net carbs and 17 grams of protein meanwhile compare that to a candy bar which usually has around 240 calories 30 grams of sugar and dozens of net carbs Now, here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, at the office, in the car, wherever. Throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Built Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. And there's so many flavors to choose from. Coconut almond, peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, salted caramel, mint brownie, and many more. In fact, Built is always coming out with new limited-time flavors, so check out Built.com often to see what's new so go to built.com use promo code locked 15 and get 15 percent off your order that's l-o-c-k-e-d-1-5 for 15 percent off your order at built.com you're listening to locked on mariners thank you again for making us your first listen of the day just like you do here every 
day. We greatly appreciate your support that you've shown us all year long. And we're looking forward to a wonderful 2022 with you, which, uh, hey, maybe, just maybe, the playoff drought will finally end and we'll get to experience it together. Let's go over some more trade proposals that you submitted to us. Let's go over to the email actually, and see what you emailed over to us this past week at LockedOnMariners at gmail.com, starting with Cole, who has a deal with the Dodgers, where the Dodgers get Dylan Moore and Emerson Hancock for Chris Taylor, who they just re-signed. Colby, what do you think about this deal? Yeah, so the fact that Chris Taylor just re-signed with them, they're not trading uh, Chris yeah. Taylor. They're, they're not going to be interested in that. It doesn't make sense for them to do that. They would just have not signed him. Um, the Dodgers aren't a team that needs, you know, uh, a guy who might be really good in two years in Emerson Hancock. Uh, they have those guys. So for him specifically, it's, it's not the Dodgers aren't, they don't care about that offer. That means nothing to them. But I think the, the more interesting idea here is, is, you know, would you have traded Emerson Hancock for, I don't, let's say, three years of a Chris Taylor esque player, somebody in that, that range who offers similar versatility and similar output. Is that something you would trade Emerson Hancock for? Because I think really what the question's about is what can the Mariners get for Emerson Hancock? Yeah, I, it's just the thing with Hancock, right? Is like the, the ceiling is so exponentially high. I mean, you're looking at a legit potential ace and you know, whether he actually gets there or not is, is up, you know, is another conversation to have but probably odds are you know when it comes to ceilings for any prospect right the answer is probably won't probably not you know that's 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 the safe thing to say uh but it's just it's yeah but it's just it's so it's so hard to know that that is there that that is a possibility that that is a legitimate possibility and to you know give that up for a guy in chris taylor who again you know, good player, right? All-star level type of player, you know, but not not a superstar, right? Not not someone that's going to absolutely change the face of your organization either. Uh, so it really depends on like, you know, do you want the gratification of getting a three-win type of player right now or maybe holding out to get a guy who might be, you know, and five years down the road, one of the best pitchers in baseball. I mean, he has that ceiling. Will he get there again? That's a whole nother conversation, but um, that's certainly something that you have to think about because yeah, while you're getting a good player in Taylor or someone that's in that same realm as Taylor right away, you could be looking back on the steal in three to four years. And, and that one could come back to bite you in a pretty big way. Um, for me personally, I don't like with this deal specifically, the Dodgers aren't going to trade Taylor, so I'm probably going to give this deal like a 35 to a 40. Um, but yeah, overall, the idea, like I get it. I think that's something that you should consider. Am I super excited to to make that decision? Not really, though. Yeah, I think right now you'd be selling low on Hancock to trade him for a player like Taylor. Um and obviously there's there's going to be a player where Hancock makes sense and maybe a player like Taylor mm-hmm. even makes sense for Hancock at the deadline. Sure. Um, you know, if the Mariners are in first place, they're winning the division by three games and, and you know, they're, they're not getting the production they need from their third base position or whatever it is. Right. Then maybe you, you pull the trigger on that type of deal. 
uh, if you have to. But selling, I mean, Hancock has the possibility to have four above average to plus pitches, mm-hmm. and he throws a lot of strikes. So, mm-hmm. and like, while well, he hasn't, he doesn't, he's only got like 40 innings in his entire professional career. Yeah. So far, uh-huh. he's not that far from the majors. He's probably a year away from being yeah. legitimately in the mix. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I think when you're looking at Hancock, you want a guy, if you're trading Hancock, you want a guy who is a, a you know, all-star, not necessarily floor, but like Chris Taylor's ceiling is all-star. You kind of want the player you're getting for Hancock to be like, that's like his mid-level. He's like, a perennial, you want a perennial all-star. All-star candidate, yeah. like at least. And honestly, if you're in the Mariners right now and you want that type of player, and maybe they do, and, and I obviously there's certainly value to it, uh, just go sign Jonathan VR and keep Hancock. So yeah, um, the uh, the trade proposal itself, I'll give like a 35. Uh, the the question surrounding it, which is really how valuable is Emerson Hancock right now? That's mm-hmm. uh, that's a that's a topic that probably deserves uh, more time uh, on yeah. our podcast because it's a really interesting question. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. So I think we're both in agreement that it's going to be uh, 35s on the trade proposal, unfortunately. But um, for the question that it proposes, I'll give it I'll I'll boost it up to a 45. How about that? Yeah. So. Um, all right. So let's move on to uh, to Daniel. who says greetings. How about Kelnick and Abraham Toro to the Rockies for third baseman Ryan McMahon and outfielder Rymel Tapia. Uh, I'll just make this quick. Um, and uh, you know me, I'm, I'm, I, I try to be nice as possible, but this trade proposal is generally awful. I'm sorry. This is a 20. Um, I, I think what, uh, I think what our, our, uh, listener, what I'm sorry, Daniel, is it? Yes. Daniel, are you a Rockies fan? By chance, because <laughs> that's the only uh, way that I can wrap my head around you coming up with this I, deal and thinking here, that it, it it works. Right here, here's what I would say to Daniel: is you're overvaluing something when you look at this trade. Either you're overvalue, you're putting too much value in Kelnick's terrible 2021, you're putting too much value in Toro's September struggles, uh, or you're putting too much value in batting average with Tapian and McMahon certainly hit for a higher average than those two guys. And again, and it's not like Tapia doesn't make any sense for the Mariners. It's not like McMahon doesn't make any sense for the Mariners, but this is, you know, you'd be selling these two players. Like Toro might be better than McMahon, like just straight up. Like that is Mm -hmm. not outside the realm of possibility. And Kelnick is going to be better than Tapia just straight up. He's going to be better. Mm -hmm. If you had thrown Herman Marquez into this deal, maybe we could talk. Um, but it just you're you're selling way too low on Toro and and Kelnick. Um, you're getting for those two guys probably twenty five cents on the dollar. Um, so yeah, I, I, you're overvaluing something. I don't know what it is. I think it might be batting average, or you're looking at the totality of Kelnick's season while simultaneously looking at just one month of Toros. There, it, there's just some kind of disconnect here, Daniel. So I, I think you need to go back. You need to reevaluate what it is that you value, and. Uh, and just kind of apply it to the situation and, and think if you're like, if you're the Rockies, right? Like mm-hmm. you take that deal in a heartbeat, even if you think you can win this year, because there's so much upside for it. So I think right. you needed to add like Herman Marquez into this deal. And then it would have been really interesting. So 
yeah. I would go back, try to figure out what it is you're overvaluing and, uh, and work off of that because you're overvaluing something. Um, and uh, it's, it's like you're getting two worse players for two better players Two two the two worst players had better years than the two bad players or mm-hmm. the two better players. This is getting confusing, but you still have to project ahead and look ahead and, and best guess you like, you shouldn't drastically change what you thought Kelnick was going to be because of 2021. Right. Whatever so, you thought he was coming into the year, that's how you should value him. So 20 from you as well. Uh, yeah, I think so. Like I said, it, yeah. it's really, if, if he, I almost feel like Daniel meant to put Herman Marquez's name in the email because at that point it gets really interesting. Um, but I probably still I, don't I, do that. By the way, <laughs> I probably don't either. Because but I, it's, mostly it's, because I think that Marquez is pretty overrated. I think he's overrated too. But like, if, if that was the deal, if Marquez was in it, I would still give it like a fifty because I think it's sure, sure, sure. I think it's interesting. Um, yeah, at the very least, it's a good jumping off point. But this, I mean, it, it, the Mariners don't even like let them finish talking before they hang up the phone on this. So yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So all right, Thanks, let's Daniel. do a. Uh, Let's do a quick one. And yes, thanks, Daniel. Sorry for being harsh, but that's, uh, yeah. <laughs> I just saw that and I was just like, oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, let's uh, let's move on to Curtis at Curtis C Baseball, uh, who has a quick idea here. Justin Dunn for Jordan Sheffield, Justice, uh, Justice's brother with the Rockies, who's a reliever, who's just kind of a guy, honestly, out of the bullpen. So, Eh, I mean, eh, I kind of would rather have Justin Dunn because I feel like his ceiling is probably higher than Sheffield, but eh, yeah, there's a non-zero I, I, chance that Dunn can still start and be like a number yeah. four starter for you. So, yeah, yeah, I'd rather just take the chance on Dunn because honestly, I think they're going to be at the very least Dunn's going to be as good as Sheffield as a reliever, and there's a shot yeah. he can start. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. We'll give it a forty. Yes. Yeah, yeah, forty. 40 for sure. All right. So we have a couple more trade proposals to go over, especially one from Curtis again, which is uh, actually pretty interesting. And I I think we're going to have a fun discussion about that one in just a moment. But real quick, a reminder, this episode of Locked On Mariners is brought to you by BetOnline.ag. BetOnline has you covered this holiday season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues its march through the college bowl season and the pro football playoffs. BetOnline remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. So don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, we got two more trade proposals to go over, starting with Mike Turner at M6374. Mariners receive Xavier Edwards and Kevin Kiermeyer for Emerson Hancock, again, and uh, Evan White. I like—I I really like Edwards. I'll say that, and I think that Kevin Kiermeyer is a great fit for the 2022 Mariners, but... Um, I don't know if like if you're breaking it down basically as like white for for Kiermaier and Edwards for for Hancock, 
not a huge fan of the uh, the Hancock Edwards swap, honestly, because Edwards, don't get me wrong, really good prospect. One of the better middle infield prospects in all of baseball right now. No real power to speak of. I think there's a pretty like obvious ceiling there, uh, obvious mm-hmm. cap there. And, uh, you know, we just talked about how, you know, what the ceiling is for Emerson Hancock and why I wouldn't really why I'm not super motivated or thrilled to move off of that. I uh, yeah, I don't know if I would I would do Hancock for Edwards, even though that the Mariners do have a need in the middle infield, specifically at second base right now. I just yeah, I don't know if that's the kind of uh, talent level that I'm trying to pursue in a, in a deal where I'm giving up Emerson Hancock. Yeah, honestly, like if I'm giving up Hancock in in a deal like this, I'm probably asking for somebody like Josh Lau. Um, plays the outfield, uh, left-handed bat. He's a good fit for the Mariners too, and he's he's ready for the challenge of Major League Baseball. Um, but in general, what you want if you're the Mariners, if you're going to trade Emerson Hancock, just go trade him for a proven Major Leaguer, right? right. Um, Edwards, like I said, I like him. I think he's a good prospect. Um, but if there's not a lot of power there, you're kind of hoping he's Luis Arise with good defense, which is fine. That's a good player, but it's it's not an ace, right? And, and again, if we're looking at Edwards' ceiling, we have to consider the ceiling of Hancock. So um, I think valuation- This deal honestly reminds me of like the Zach Gallon for Jazz Chisholm swap. Yeah, in a way. no, I, I like it. I think, I think it's yeah. really interesting. I think it's creative. Um, and I think mm-hmm. the valuations are about similar, but I think when you look at where each team is, uh, you know, where each roster is. Edwards just doesn't make enough sense for the Mariners to give up on Hancock, um, even though I like Let, Edwards, let me ask you this. If it, if it was, uh, instead of Xavier Edwards, if it was Vidal Brujan, would you do this deal? <laughs> yeah, that's, oh man, that's tough because I really like Brujan. Um, I, I don't know if Brujan has enough power for me to do this deal mm-hmm. right um like he's kind of new to center field as well so it's it's the hit tool is really good the power might get to fringe average but he's already 23 and it mm-hmm. hasn't gotten a fringe average yet so switch hitter I, i'm gonna say yeah i probably do it that's just how much i like brujan overall mm-hmm. um but again it's it's like i honestly i think i would prefer just from the mariner standpoint i like brujan and edwards more then I like Josh Lau, but I think Lau is a better fit if you're going to trade somebody like Hancock. So um, yeah. overall, though, I'd give this deal like a 52, 53. It's really interesting. Yeah, I'll give it a 50. So yeah. it's a pretty solid deal. Yeah. All right, cool. Thanks uh, for the uh, submission there, Mike. Appreciate it. Uh, all right, so let's move on to our last trade idea coming from Curtis Christensen once again at Curtis C. Baseball. Would both sides agree to a Kyle Lewis for Denelson Lamette swap? Padres need outfielders and the Mariners could use a fifth starter with upside. Lewis also has twice the control left on his contract. Thanks, guys. Uh, I mean, this is really interesting because you got a couple of guys that have been barred by injuries. Lamette more so than than Lewis because Lamette, I mean, it, it's it's a really scary situation there that that it feels like he might be a little bit of a ticking time bomb with the kinds of injuries that he sustained as a starting pitcher. Uh, but Lewis also has some issues here and the Mariners have openly expressed a lack of confidence in his ability to, uh, to contribute this year in the outfield. So um, yeah. What do you, what do you think about this deal 
just at, at first glance, Colby? Uh, I think it's interesting, first and foremost. Uh, I like Lamette when he's healthy. He's He has, mm-hmm. like, the legit number two upside. Um, yep. But, again, I, I think Curtis mentioned it right there that Lewis has four years of club control left. Lamette has two. Yeah. And if Lamette is going to be hurt and like hypothetically, right, how many starts does Lamette have to give you over two years to be worth four years of Kyle Lewis? Because Kyle Lewis probably still going to give you 400 games, give or take, in those four mm-hmm. years. So how many starts does Lamette have to make in two for that to be a fair swap? I mean, 35, 40, 50. Like, I. If Lamette had four years left, I think I'd probably do this deal just because uh-huh. Mariners could really use the type of arm like that. But it's the two for four thing, and it's I don't want to give up on Kyle Lewis because I feel like, and not that trading him for Lamette would be giving up on him, but I feel like Lewis no, no. is, I feel like his floor is at least a average major leaguer. Like despite his struggles, um, you know, the, in September of twenty twenty. And he wasn't like a tearing the cover off the ball in, in 2021 before he, you know, unfortunately went out for the year. Um, but I feel pretty confident that he's at least a 100 WRC plus guy who's going to give you average defense in right field. Like, yeah. I feel like I feel pretty, pretty confident stable. that if Kyle Lewis is able to stay healthy, he can be a two, two and a half win player. He's Max Kepler, right handed Max Kepler to me. And mm. there's always a possibility that he breaks out and he has a huge year like Kepler did in 2019, I think it was. So. Yeah, I, I think to me, he's right-handed Max Kepler. Um, I feel pretty confident that that's where he's going to be so long as he stays healthy and there's upside for more. So I'm probably not going to do it, but it's it's certainly interesting and it is enticing, um, especially if you think Lamette can stay healthy for two years, mm-hmm. which I just, I'm not willing to bank on. Yeah, no, I, I think it's really interesting. I, I, I really like the idea. I really I get the idea. I think the Mariners probably end up saying no because I think there's just too much risk involved with Lamette. I think that's something that could easily blow up in their face where Lamette ends up only making two or three starts for them over those two years. Um, I, I think that I think there's a legitimate risk there. And um, yeah, while the reward is is massive, right? The potential reward there is just absolutely massive. That's undeniable. Um, it's, it's just, there's the, the risk is just too scary to take on, especially for a, you know, one of the few young major league ready talents that you have, that's already shown success at the big league level. Um, even with the injuries and even with some of the uncertainty surrounding him, uh, that's still, that's a lot to, to suddenly give up, um, for, for a guy that carries even more uncertainty and less club control so uh yeah i personally would probably say no if i'm jerry depoto and the mariners uh but it is a really interesting idea and for that i'm probably going to give this one a 60 wow okay i'll give it a 50 okay I thought it was a really interesting idea. Uh, I ultimately, I just, I don't think that it works for the Mariners, but yeah, um, I think, uh, which is why it's, I gave it's it something that I've even thought about when we were doing the, um, the off season plan. And cause you know, you're, you're trying to find some ideas here, especially with the payroll and all that stuff. You're trying to look for ways to cut corners and everything. And the Mariners might have to do that some, uh, as they put together the finishing pieces of this roster, um, but yeah, in the end, I, I just, I think that the, uh, 
the 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 risk it just far outweighs the the reward here but uh thank you for the idea curtis uh really liked it so uh, and thank you all for your ideas and thank you all for your support this year that's going to do it for our show Thank you so much for joining us here on Locked On Mariners. For Colby Patnode, I'm Tidane Gonzalez. Be sure to give us a follow on Twitter at LO underscore Mariners. You can follow me at Dane Gonzalez. It's D-A-N-E-G-N-Z-L-Z and Colby at CPAT11. That's C-P-A-T-1-1. You can also find all that stuff in the description of this episode. And thank you again for making us your first listen of the day, just like you do here every day. Now, go make your second listen of the day, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. And just like us, their show is free and available wherever you get your podcast. Happy New Year to you again. Please be safe tonight. If you're planning on having a good time, ride shares, cabs, all that are your friend. Have yourself a beautiful baseball weekend and we'll see you in 2022. Peace.